Today on the Tapping Show, the Daily Wire releases their very first comedic film, and it takes on men competing in women's sports. Conor McGregor is targeted as Ireland is overrun by crime and starts to restrict free speech. Sweden's Postal Union is sabotaging Tesla by blocking the delivery of Tesla license plate. Vivek calls out the RNC having a record low funds and losses under Ronald McDaniel. Bob Iger promises a modern Disney. Legendary investor and Warren Buffett colleague Charles Munger passes away earlier this week. Foxconn to invest about $1.5 billion into electronic manufacturing plants in India. And Amazon's purchase of Roomba hits an antitrust wall in the European Union. All of that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of the Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. We're also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, claiming to come out with a modern Disney, quote unquote. Now, this as the company continues to just bleed, fiscally speaking, oh, as well as morally, many people would argue, and this, they just lose money every time they make a film. It's almost a mathematical anomaly how much Disney has failed. What used to be a blue chip company, in terms of their stock being a reliable company where you knew you weren't going to get rich overnight. The stock wasn't going to have a big spike, you know, one minute or the other. But over time, they just kept making, back in the day, quality films, merchandise, the parks were good. And consistently, it would increase over time and the value would increase with their stock. But then they decided to shoot themselves in the foot, though perhaps some might argue not as bad as Ron DeSantis' campaign shooting themselves in the high-heeled foot with their ineptitudes with their marketing. But in regards to Bob Iger, he actually set up the company pretty good. They bought Lucasfilms as well as Marvel, two brilliant intellectual properties that people loved and they you know, they spend all copious amounts of money to watch those films. And then he gave the reins down to Bob Chapek, who proceeded to drive the company to the ground, increase the amount of political crap that they injected into these films. And they've been losing money on films ever since. And truth be told, Bob Chapek also ruined the parks in many respects, in many ways because he took away benefits from traditional membership holders at the park, increased the rates, decreasing how much value the consumer was getting. So they seem to pretty much make everything worse. Now, Bob Iger is coming out a couple days ago, and this is coming from their town hall, and he acknowledged that, oh yeah, there's more challenges than we expected when he took over the reins. That was last November 2022. And he says he's, quote, ready to build a, quote, unquote, modern version of Disney. Now, granted, he doesn't even clarify what the hell that means, which, if you're an investor, that'd be pretty annoyed. Be like, um, that's, that, those are words. Yes, you can speak, Bob. That's, actually, that's a little bit more perhaps credit than we're giving him. That actually shows he has a modicum of intelligence, which, given the fiscal performance of the companies and how many neptitudes they're racking up, one could debate he's losing his edge, some might say. Now, he also said, quote, I don't think everyone would run a story that everything is being sold, which is not in the case, unquote. Which, there's a lot of rumors that they're going to be spinning off their broadcasts, the traditional, you know, TV networks, ABC, the Disney Channel for 18 people to watch it. Then they, of course, one of the few cash cows is ESPN, though precipitously they're, they're making profit on that channel, but it's decreasing over time. 
again, I think a partial result because they inject politics into something that used to be a very apolitical thing. I mean, everyone used to turn in to watch sports balls. It wasn't really much of a controversy. And then all of a sudden the ESPN anchors and ESPN for the short term, it worked. They injected politics, injected controversy, got a lot of eyeballs on the screen because it's different. It's interesting, some might say. That's why it worked, temporarily speaking. But long term, all the hardcore sports balls fans, they started to tune out of ESPN and look at alternatives that focused on their core competencies, which is sports balls and analytics, statistics, all the fun history of the sports balls leagues. So Bob Iger saying, oh yeah, we're going to modernize it. Well, does that mean you're going to lean into your streaming platform, which has not reached profitability yet? It's Don't get me wrong, it's on track, but they're still bleeding billions on that initiative. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, this is on LinkedIn and a lot of the comments are people, not to brag, but I did get 10 likes from my comment in which I say, quote, I suspect investors and consumers want less politics and entertainment and they don't want him to, quote, unquote, modernize it. Which, not to brag, but I think that is one of the top comments. Granted, it's LinkedIn. I know there's not a lot relative to all social media platforms. That's not the biggest. But, again, most of the comments are just laughing at them, derailing them, telling them to get back to their roots. And, again, it'll be interesting to see. I almost don't think it's possible because of the big talent pool that they, well, we could also argue their lack of talent, the people who work at Disney, not all of them, but... He's the whole culture is around not making a quality product. It's about activism, which don't get me wrong, depending on your business plan, your initiatives, what the business is doing, that might make sense. But for Disney, that's what's causing their demise right now. And when you have so many employees who are activists, they're not going to they're not going to take one meeting with Bob Iger and go, oh, yeah, OK, we'll, we'll stop doing that. But the, it's not going to happen. This is why there's also a hostile takeover at Disney. Activist investors on left and the right side of the political aisle are increasing their stake into the billions. One investor has about $2 billion of their stock right now, and they're arguing to get seats on the board of directors, which is going to be a huge influence on the company. So there's a battle at Disney. Let me know in the comments, can it be salvaged at this point? I mean, again, every film they release just loses money and injects more political BS into it. I can't help but see them... I, I can't fathom how they can pull out of this nosedive as the competition is actually ramping up. I know Daily Wire just launched Ben Key, which is their children's subscription model where you tune in, they watch children's shows that don't have politics injected into them artificially. So they're creating their own competition. And some of the consumers that have left Disney, they're not going back. Very similar to Bud Light. So I don't see the outlook being very great at Disney because of all the aforementioned issues. Let me know in the comments if you disagree with me, but that is Bob Iger's plan is to quote unquote modernize Disney. We'll see if he actually clarifies anytime soon. Other interesting business news and some sad news. Charles Munger, the legendary investors, died at age 99 this week. And he was one of Warren Buffett's colleagues at Berkshire Hathaway, which is, I mean, they're perhaps the most brilliant investors in history. Well, the only investor that was better was Nancy Pelosi's husband. Who, coincidentally, I mean, this politician's husband just knew better than the best. Knew better than the Oracle of Omaha. That's just how smart politician's husband is, I guess. Certainly no corruption with Nancy Pelosi. I would never imply that on this channel, of course. Or the Clintons. I love life. I would never take my own, for the record. Just putting that out there, just in case. But nevertheless, going back to the article with Charles Munger, dying at age 99. He was the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. And unfortunately, he did pass at the California hospital earlier this week on Tuesday. And he was actually one month shy of being 100 years old. 
He was known as a real estate attorney, architect, philanthropist, and billionaire in his own right. We also noted that he was Warren Buffett's most influential partner and confidant. Buffett has said that Berkshire was, quote, built to Charlie's blueprint and credits Munger for steering him away from distressed companies and toward undervalued ones. As recently as August, Munger joined more than a dozen grandchildren and great-grandchildren on an annual fishing trip to Minnesota. And it'll be interesting to see what happens to Warren Buffett in terms of, are they going to try to eat? I was going to say, you can't truly replace a legend, but it'll be interesting to see if they try to find another big player in the investing community or if Warren Buffett's going to go out and hire someone else. I mean, realistically, they probably have a protege that they've been training throughout the years. Now, another downside is I tried to find a book on uh, Mr. Munger, and I haven't been able to find one that's currently in print. So I've actually, a little bit of old school, I've actually go, had to go to electronicbay.com, as you might call it, eBay, to buy one of the old books on Charles Munger to learn a little bit more. Now, let me know in the comments. Again, it's going to take a little while for the book to get here, but is that something you'd be interested in me actually covering one of the autobiographies about him, as well as other books, as I usually read about ADHD comment here. I usually read about one book a month, usually business or philosophy. Let me know in the comments if that's something you'd be interested in, and I could expand out a little bit more, but... It is unfortunate that he have such a brilliant investor pass away and hopefully it was as painful as possible and he didn't suffer too much in the end and he's in a rare place as what I truly hope for. Other interesting business news, you have Foxconn to invest $1.5 billion into electronics manufacturing plant in India. Now, this is not too unexpected thanks to China being credited for creating and destroying the economy back during the pandemic. Well, creating and destroying it. They didn't create the economy, rather they created the issue, so to say. But it's one of those instances where China shut down everything. And many businesses, you could also you could blame American consumers for hiring politicians and then destroying the economy, destroying manufacturing in the U.S. At the end of the day, a lot of manufacturing shift to China for a myriad of reasons, including geopolitical. And there's many reasons they did that. And it's one of those instances where... China locked down the hardest. So pretty much every company that relied on them for manufacturing was in a pinch. I mean, the bottleneck was ridiculous. The supply chain was completely disrupted. And Apple, a lot, their major component supplier as well as manufacturer is Foxconn. A little fun experiment. And again, I'm not recommending this because, well, I mean, if, nowadays electronics, if they usually break, they're usually worthless depending on your ability to fix them or how locked you in you are with the manufacturer. But a fun little experiment, if you have some broken electronics around the house, make sure you take the battery out appropriately and be careful and safe about it. But if you take it apart, it's fascinating to see how many components have the Foxconn logo on there. Even in enterprise data centers, we're talking about you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of these servers, everything from enterprise data center gear to the iPhones to random knickknacks in your house, Foxconn manufactures a lot of the components and then they assemble and manufacture even more, uh, many as well. And that's one of Apple's most strategic partnerships. Now, with China being the main manufacturer point for Apple, if they can't ship their products, that's a big issue. Because again, while Apple is growing their portfolio in terms of their managed services and their other capabilities, a majority of the company's revenue still comes from hardware products. Now, India is also one of the fastest growing economies. It's one of the fastest growing areas for businesses to grow. So that's why a lot of businesses are opening up there as well. Apple opened one of their first factory th factories there a couple months ago partially so they can start selling the products there from a direct relationship perspective. Now, I'm not saying you couldn't buy an Apple product there prior to that, but Apple wanted to have an Apple store there. In order to have a store that they own, the India government stipulated that they had to have some manufacturing there as well, which, kudos to India, that helped them gain some initial manufacturing. They got a huge logo in there. 
And it's a win-win for Apple because that is a growing area. You decrease on your shipping once you have to ship the products. The labor is pretty competitive on a global level as well. And there's a lot of opportunity. Now, the going down to this article from CNBC, they also noted that the well, the investment will also cover to project to fulfill Apple's supplier operational needs. So it's not just going to be because Foxconn does, like I said earlier, darn near everything. They also noted that the 1.5 for 1 billion investment was made through Foxconn subsidiary Han High Technology India Mega Development, which I almost want to say after marketing, but it's such a long, hilariously comical name. It's almost hilariously charming because it's so long and cumbersome. Han High Technology India Mega Development. I am almost a little disappointed they didn't just add on corporation at the very end just to make the title that much longer on their business cards to sound fancy and cool. Now, they noted that, pulling down here, let's see here, Foxconn has already announced multiple partnerships inside India, including a $600 million project in Kartanka State, as well as a $500 million factory in the Telgania State. So they're ramping up all their investments left and right. It'll be interesting to see, again, how is this going to affect, it's going to be fascinating. There will be, I suspect, in our lifetime, well, even in the past next 12-24 months, where in the U.S., we might start getting iPhones that say made in India. Now, because of a myriad of reasons, both well, both just from lawsuits, cost of labor, politics, I suspect we'll never see made in the USA on an iPhone unless it's for specific government contracts that stipulate it. Very similar to the defense industry. And it's one of those instances where I don't think it is ever going to come back here. Again, unless we dramatically change our business laws to make our make it actually competitive on a global scale, which I'm pessimistic about to say the least, because the government is it they're not really good at actually helping businesses, but that's just my three cents. Used to be two cents, but I was gonna say forty year hyperinflation, gotta be three cents. Though it's still free to click the subscribe button below. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have the Daily Rider releasing their very first comedic film today. It's the first comedy perhaps in decades, this one being called Lady Ballers, which takes on the Controversial topic of biological men competing in women's sports and I was gonna say as you can guess dominating pretty much in every aspect I have yet to come across and let me know in the comments if you have seen it But I've yet to see an example where Women join a men's sport or I forget the terms and they just dominate the category. I I have not seen it I'm not saying it doesn't exist I mean probably not but it's fascinating to see there's only one way the sports goes and they seem to have a ridiculously high advantage. Now, let me pull it up here. It is a short little three-minute video, but it already got 23. This just this just a preview, and again, it comes out today at 8 p.m. This got 23 million views on Jeremy Boring's personal LinkedIn, or sorry, not LinkedIn, um, his personal Twitter account, also known as X by 18 people. Jeremy Boring is a co-creator and co-CEO of the Daily Wire, which is one of the fastest-growing media companies. They are headquartered out of Nashville, Tennessee. About 250 employees, best known for their podcast personalities or podcast guests, their hosts being Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, Candace Owens, then Brett Cooper, her show being called The Comment Session with Brett Cooper. And they're growing exponentially. They're perhaps the most successful subscription company in that regard and in terms of a streaming company. And Jeremy says before this preview, he says, quote, Hollywood won't make a movie about how laughable the absurd it is that we allow and now allow grown men to call themselves women and then dominate in women's sports so we did introducing our first 
feature-length comedy, Lady Ballers, available daily on uh, December 1st, only on DailyWirePlus.com. I was going to say, and it also got 64,000 likes. And again, I appreciate your patience. I'm trying to find a new technology for software, currently recording using OBS open source, and I'm willing to pay for software. I just had some issues with my camera syncing with this. I need a solution, and I appreciate your feedback, so I can do a picture-in-picture picture for the show. And I'm open to, I tried XSplit, that software, but still has some technical difficulties with this particular camera I'm utilizing. So if you have suggestions or comments, I greatly appreciate it. But without further ado, I will play the audio for the preview right now. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, ah, the fun. Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. This is serious. A guy just, a big bodybuilder-looking body type guy just took a girl and slammed her down in a wrestling mat, obviously winning with not even a modicum of effort, which, again, comedy imitates reality is what they say, which, those that's happening. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours. Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient to becoming a winner. Maybe you should try it sometime. <laughs> It shows like three women trying to throw a metal sphere, like the Olympic game, and they throw it maybe maybe four to five yards. Then they have the guy in the wig, he just throws it like all oh, hundred not hundred, maybe like 20, 30 yards. My lover says you're a great coach back in the day. Join. This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called chicken swimming. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Alex. We could play basketball. We have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. You play. Lady Balls. Mount up. You like a girl. That's right. I'm with her. Another debate for another time. Soccer. Truly a sport? Slate is basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Fact check. There was one person in that little arena that they walked into for their basketball game. So there was one person. Which, pretty realistic, actually. Excuse me. Are these seats open? <laughs> Never mind. Brilliant cameo with Ted Cruz. Brilliant political move, because again, for Ted Cruz's audience, most of them, if they're not fans of this already, this is probably going to resonate with them. If anything, I suspect it'll actually get him more votes. And again, it's. I think that's, let me know in the comments if you think that's not a prudent political move, but I think that's clever to have Ted Cruz... I'm guessing it's a little cameo. It's just a trailer. I don't think he's going to be like an integral character for myriad of reasons, including time allocation. 
Sheila's with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. This is a I, I'm full grown man going up against girls playing t-ball and just just got home run not even trying. Streaming exclusively on Daily Wire Plus December first. And that was brilliant. Now the only downside from that previous. They didn't really utilize all of their talent. I didn't I mean, again. Ben Shapiro is the referee, saying "I don't care" in his iconic voice. That's A plus marketing. That's Ben's shtick. That's that's brilliant. It's on points, on brand. It's funny. It's one of those instances where he's there. You had Andrew Claven, who's another executive at the Daily Wire. He was the guy who said, "I've never seen a blank that big." But I didn't see a Matt Walsh in that, or Michael Knowles. And again, they might be in the film, but they're not in the preview. And those are the, some of their top personalities. Same with Brett Cooper, same with Candace Owens. Granted, I know there's a little bit of a controversy or a little infighting with Candace between Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro with their takes on the Palestine and Israeli conflict, war, whatever you want to call it. It's, there's a conflict in and of itself between the two personalities, so I understand there's some drama there. But why is Matt Walsh not in this? Why is Michael Knowles not in this? Brett Cooper, and again, they... Those are your, some of your top talents, which, again, this is also a mechanism for them to advertise their other personalities and their other products that they sell, a.k.a. their podcast, their merchandise. And I just feel like they kind of missed that opportunity there. Especially Matt Walsh. He became iconic in many, retro, in many respects by Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? I mean, that nearly doubled the size of the Daily Wire subscription base. It changed their company nearly overnight. And that's what these films are really doing because, again, in order to access it, you have to be a member of DailyWirePlus.com. Granted, I was going to say they should have an affiliate link by now, but they don't. So I was going to say that's just my three cents. It's a great product, great entertainment if you're looking for it. But it's an instance where why didn't they utilize all their top talent? I don't know. It, to me, that's a little bit of a lost opportunity. And again, maybe it's in the film, but usually the trailer is pretty indicative of the actual product and they try to put in as much as possible. Let me know in the comments if you think it's a mistake that they didn't have some of those top talents within their community or in their actual company in this particular production. And given their audience of who's following the Daily Wire, I suspect most of the comments will be overwhelmingly hilariously and supportive. But let's go ahead and again, it's on Twitter. or 18 people called X. Let's dive in. Again, it got 20. And again, this is in, within a 48 hours. Got 23.1 million views on Jeremy Borning's channel alone, or Jeremy Borning's profile alone when he posted this on Twitter. And it got 64,000 likes. And without further ado, we will read the top comments. Let me see here. So Jeremy Boring, he responded, so he's one of the top comments. He got 3.8 thousand likes for him. Oh, they actually did get Riley Gaines in this? Okay, so it does say featuring Matt Walsh. And then again, this is what Jeremy Borning is tagging in terms of he's saying this is starring all these people. So Matt Walsh is there, but I didn't see him in the preview. And okay, it also says featuring Brett Cooper, Michael Knowles. So they are there, but 
again. They did. Did I just miss it? I guess no. I guess oh, Deathly Riley Games was there. She was dressed. She was um, looks like it was at the preview of a swimming competition. So that's a good A plus in terms of marketing. That's someone who believes in the same core common values. Did I? I was gonna say Matt Walsh is usually pretty distinctive. Did I just miss it completely? No. Huh, interesting enough. So I guess they are all in the films. So I guess they take back that particular criticism, though I would have done much more to highlight them in the trailer. So again, he's, Matt Walsh is really recognizable. Same with Michael Knowles. You see them, you recognize them more often than not. And I mean, the main actor seems to be Jeremy Boring. He's the coach. Recognizable, makes sense. Is Matt Walsh that person? $5,000 My lover says you're a great... That is! Whoa! He's... I was gonna say... He's in such disguise, I didn't recognize him. I gotta do a freeze frame on that. Really? That was? I... The only things where you never picture Matt Walsh with a ponytail... I don't know what you call it in terms of the... Looks like a, an, indie, in, an Indian type of garment and uh, necklace. But yeah, how did I miss that voice? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's his voice. I'm ashamed to say I missed that the first time around. Yeah, that's iconic Mac Walsh. So, I was going to say, my own mistake. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I was going to say like an Easter egg hunt. Now I almost want to try to find Michael Knowles. But nevertheless, we'll get back to the comments. Now, let me see here. Let me exit out of the comment of a comment to go back to the main thread. Someone by the name of Zuby says, quote, I'm offended I'm not in this. Unquote, getting 7.7 thousand likes. And Jeremy replied to that saying, I am too, getting 3,000 likes. Ian Miles Chong says, quote, took balls to make this movie. Unquote, getting 3.3 thousand likes. The Sarcastic says, quote, this might end up as the greatest sports films since Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Maybe even Blades of Glory. Unquote, getting 1.8 thousand likes. Sir Majesty says, quote, this is going to be fantastic. And it's just a screenshot of Jeremy Boring in the suit by the gentleman in the, or I guess the gentleman playing women in the sports balls jerseys. And that got 1.6 thousand likes. ZNO says, yes, this is what the people needed, LOL. And it's the screenshot of Matt Walsh in the wig and the, the Indian uh, garment. That got 2.5 thousand likes. Tyler Fisher says, quote, I cut my, I'm going to edit this to make it more family friendly. Tyler Fisher says to the fact, I cut off my own private off to be in this. You better go see it, unquote. It got 4,000 likes. Eastside Pasture says, quote, this movie could have been released in theaters in 2005 and everyone would have laughed at it at how one, silly, two, unrealistic, and three, immoral sounding this would be. Yet somehow it just became our reality, unquote, getting 1.7 thousand likes. Dr. Jebra Fauci says, quote, I'm literally shaking right now. Is this a horror film, unquote, getting 144 likes? Which I can't tell if she's being pejorative or supportive, but no, this is actually a reality. And depending on what your local rules are with your colleges and high schools, there are many instances where this is actually a true thing. It's not a horror film. It's modern society. Queen of Air of Darkness says, quote, Soccer, I said sports, unquote, getting 213 likes. Chris Raygun says, this is 
the Spartans coded, unquote, unquote, gained 1,220 likes. Satasha Craker says, quote, so excited, LOL. And it's a picture of, I think that is actually Brett Cooper dressed up in Native American garments and another co-host. So it's a, the, the channel covering the, it's inside the movie, it's the channel covering the one of the events. And it got 523 likes. Brandon Brown says, quote, Matt Walsh makes a good hippie, unquote. 633 likes next to that picture. Christopher Calvin Reese says, quote, This is amazing. The Babylon Bee has taught us that part of reaching the culture is knowing how to use humor to make important points on morality, faith, and society. But the names of this Lady Ballers is truly hilarious. Who of the Daily Wires is responsible for this title? Unquote, getting 1,000 likes. Let's see here. Chrissy Mayer says, quote, is there any way this could be released in theaters even for a week? It's a great time to take advantage of the fact that Hollywood's not, Hollywood's got nothing cooking in the comedy department. Unquote, getting 129 likes. To which I would say, probably not. Because again, most of his distributors would probably refuse to actually distribute the film. And most of the theaters would probably have boycotts from all the, all the adult children who just cannot fathom anyone else having a different perspective, yet alone having a, a modicum of a comedy. So, no, I don't think a movie theater, or a, I should specify, I don't think a mass chain of movie theaters would have this film. The odds of that are pretty low. Plus, it kind of go against their idea. Daily Wire is trying to build alternative media. They're building their website. They're building that the software subscription service. And they made this film so that you would pay for a subscription to see it. So you could build that alternative media. So having it in traditional theaters doesn't really help with that vision and that goal. So that's a few reasons I don't think that's actually a realistic thing to expect for this to actually come to theaters anytime soon. Now, other top comments come from America First. Although this person, interesting enough, it says America First, but they have an emoji of the Israeli flag inside their profile picture. But nevertheless, this alleged American First profile says, quote, haven't seen a good comedy in years. Really excited to see this one. Unquote, getting 654 likes. Clifton Duncan says, quote, this looks legitimately hilarious. Unquote, getting 918 likes here let's see jay viper says and i just got daily wire plus never saw this coming unquote getting 148 likes which is exactly why they're making these films not just to make the difference make a dent in the universe but also in another way of doing that is building up your business building up the subscription base building up that whole channel of alternative media and drawing in new consumers new people who believe in that vision and proof in point there's someone who just got upgrade either bought or they upgrade their subscription to dw plus craig chamberlain says quote this comedy took some balls unquote getting six or 363 likes merrick says quote in ireland this is hate speech let that sink in unquote getting 479 likes which is true and alludes to a different part of the show which we'll cover in a couple minutes with conor mcgregor getting in trouble for having the audacity of calling out the ineptitudes of the government primary of the union party says quote mock them with truth i can't wait i hope it's a huge success unquote Getting 794 likes. Let's see. And I can't help but, I mean, this is, let's see here. Paul Zumfula says, quote, Democrats will say this is hate speech and insist that the Daily Wire be thrown off every platform that carries them. Pointing out the absurdity of lest ideologies is illegal in Biden's America, unquote, getting 532 likes. Which is not too unfounded given what happened to Parler when they're just deplatformed on everything instantly overnight because they had the audacity of having alternative ideas let's see here 
Someone by the name of Robert Sputkus says, quote, this is going to be awesome. Laughter is the best medicine. And it is a picture of C.S. Lewis saying, quote, above all else, the devil cannot stand being mocked. Unquote, getting 830 likes. The Breaking Report says, quote, opinion. The funniest part about this is this movie isn't even a comedy. It's all documentary. Unquote, I got 408 likes. Let's see here. So it looks like overwhelming positive responses. Now, I guess the only question that remains is, will this increase the subscription base at the same rate that What Is Woman did when that released a couple years ago? It is certainly calling out a big cultural issue, very similar to What Is Woman did. Now, if I were a gambling man, I'd say they'd probably increase their subscription size 20%. I don't think it's going to double the size of the company. Although, I mean, this is really the first comedy we've seen in over a decade. Comedies have become so rare because Hollywood is so scared they're going to offend one single person. I mean, comedy's basically gone. I mean, let me know in the comments, when was the last time you saw a big comedic film in a theater? I mean, someone in the, in the comments mentioned Dodgeball. Which, yeah, that's... I mean, true comedies? I mean, theaters are dominated by action films as well as drama and romance. I mean, those are the general categories. But there's not many like comedies like this. This reminds me of like the 2000s era, back when I, you know, back in the day of my youth, when we had a bunch of really raw comedic comedies that would take jabs to everyone, and they're just, I mean, they're hilarious. So maybe we'll increase the subscription size substantially, but I'm going to guess it's around 20%. Let me know in the comments. It'd be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting culture news of Conor McGregor in trouble as Ireland wants to restrict free speech for the quote-unquote common good, which is pretty much, if, again, I know public schools in the United States don't really teach history too much, which is why you have ACT scores at a 30-plus year low, same with math, science, history, pretty much every test score is mediocre, say the least, and yet the teachers' unions say they deserve even more money, of course. But as well as instances where if you do read a history book, you'll pretty much see that the most evil men in history, they all use that phrase. Or if you just watch a movie, shoot, they even mention that in most cliche movies where all the evil bad guys always say well i guess i'm doing this but it's for the common good you see and one of the most prolific quotes in history is the road to hell is paved with good intentions which is very much true now this originally comes from conor mcgregor and it got 21.9 million views and it is his reaction to a clip by someone by the name of ketchup and that clip says quote the irish garden commissioner drew harris is condemning the quote Disgraceful scenes, unquote, in Dublin. He claims that a hooligan faction driven by the far-right ideology is behind the violence on the streets. Where most of the coverage from not government coverage, a lot of them in, in comments, they're saying, well, no, these just happen to pe- people that are migrating here at very high rates. And a lot of people are calling out the fact that, well, we're not really screening people that come to our country. We're not doing a background check on them. And you're not allowed to say those things. That is verboten, as uh, many countries would say. Now, Conor McGregor responded to this, saying, quote, Innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. Our chief of police had this to say on the riots in the aftermath. Drew, not good enough. There is a grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be there in the first place, and there has been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape, or form with this frightening fact. Not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for the victory. God bless those attacked today. We pray. 
Another thing is verboten by our society. You can't utter word the word pray. Heaven forbid. Now, that again got 21.9 million views and 99,000 likes. Because you have the audacity to question authority. I mean, this, they're gonna say, this is not hate speech. The Ireland government, they're going after him. Granted, he could probably fight off most of the... Uh, you see an average police officer in this video. Eh, he could probably be okay in a one-on-one -on -one fight. That's all I'm saying. Now, going to the comments of this particular clip, someone by the name of Golden Memes, who, I was going to say, gets an F- minus for marketing because their name is Golden Memes, but they responded in text, not a meme, or as some might say, a meme. Now, Golden Memes says, quote, we are all fed up, sincerely, citizens of the world, unquote. You got point, that point, 6.2 thousand likes. That's unfathomable about likes. And 600,000 views. Lucas Cran Obelage, with a Ireland flag in his profile name, says, quote, a non-national Brazilian stopped this guy, but this doesn't fit Connor's narrative, unquote. Gaining 6.6 thousand likes. And going against Connor's original statement, perhaps, doesn't fit Connor's narrative. There be in the first place. I don't. That's not how I'm interpreting Connor's statement. He's saying there's a danger that has never been here in the first place. Which, again, perhaps. I mean, for my interpretation, I would think, well, you should probably screen people before they come to your country. You should probably know if they're a criminal or not. Again, I know you're not allowed to say that anymore, but one would think that'd be a prudent thing to do. Now, someone by name of going back to the top comments. Someone by the name of Westy says, quote, the world needs to understand open borders do not work, unquote. They got 10,000 likes, which is an astonishing amount of likes. Let's see here. Luke OJ says, quote, love Dublin when I visited. Please don't let it turn into London. Respect from the UK, unquote. Getting 2.3 thousand likes, which is another issue in and of itself. There actually is so, so much crime in the UK right now and so many people with different flags. There are some citizens who had the, what is it, the British flag? Well, it's a losing flag. Why would I know that? I know the American flag. That's a winning flag. But, and the Texas flag, of course. But it's one of those instances where the local authorities told the citizens in the UK, oh yeah, you can't fly the uh, British flag because you're angering the other group, the other people that are coming here. They have their flags and they're, my, they're my, very much against your flag. So they're saying you can't fly your own flag in your own country. You no longer own that country. You've been taken over. You're gone. Now, going over to the other comments, Washington Ghost says, quote, the replacement needs to end and it needs to end now. I'm quoting 1.1 thousand likes. And this person, let's see here. There's a lot of pictures of all the destruction happening in Dublin. A lot of buildings, buses, and stuff on fire. That got 6.6 thousand likes. Someone by the name of Star Star. The other is the person's name is the emoji. I know you could do that. Makes sense. Their profile picture is of an alien. So perhaps, it, I mean, English might not be their first primary language. Now, this alleged alien says, quote, we need to begin mass deportations, unquote. They got 2,000 likes. Now, the real big question is, how do you determine who stays and who goes? That's been the debate as old as time. And again, you do need to have, you know, for one, you should have a screening process to begin with. You should probably sit down and say, you know, what's this person doing in terms of do they have, are they supporting a local business? Are they here on a work visa? Are they currently employed? Are they adding a net positive? Are they contributing a tax revenue? What's the situation? You would need to ramp up a couple, you have to ramp up your capabilities to cover and process all these people. But I think many would say it's probably worth doing. Now, 
Going over to the other comments. Let's see here. Mr. by the name of Real Malouf says, quote, the terrorist was pro-Palestine Algerian Muslim. It's important to mention that, unquote. They got 739 likes. Let's see here. And then as we go, a lot of people in the comments saying we need to take our countries back. We need to build some walls. Those are getting between 400 and 700 likes. Even 1,000 likes in some of these cases. Some by the name of Blue Jay. A plus for marketing. Their profile picture is in fact of a Blue Jay. Now this Blue Jay, although... I don't think birds can actually tweet. Well, I say tweet, I should say post on Twitter since they don't have, I guess they could use their beak. Let's just say this is probably a human. So we'll say an alleged blue jay says, quote, if being labeled as far right for siding with children not being stabbed, then I'll probably wear that title, unquote. That got 693 likes. Let's see here. And then going over to the other instance of this situation, this is in which you have the Ireland wanting to restrict free speech, which is the truest indication of tyranny. And this comes to us thanks to a user on Twitter known as Libs of TikTok. And this got 3.6 million views. And this is hearing from Irish, let's see here. There are a couple of people speaking on this. The quote before the video that Libs of TikTok notes says, quote, we are restricting freedom for the common good, unquote, Irish Senator Pauline O'Reilly on Ireland's, quote, hate speech bill. The bill restricts freedom and censors views about other people's identities and make that make them feel, quote, unquote, discomfort and, quote, unquote, insecure. Which, again, means they'll limit all free speech. Because, again, just think about it. Any speech that makes someone feel discomfortable? What? Okay. That's literally everything since the dawn of time? It's a simple... You, you, that can be interpreted in any way, and that's what the judges want. They want unlimited control. They want unlimited power. Unlimited interpretation with the most ambiguous laws ever. But we'll play this quick 41-second clip before I continue. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. Oh. You will see throughout our Constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your view... Except government powers. They, Funny enough, all these politicians go, oh yeah, more, more laws, more... But nothing to restrict us, of course. We get all the power. No restrictions in our regard. On other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. When you think of it. Perhaps the most mentally and morally vacuous thing I've heard in quite some time. Uh, granted, the bar is pretty low, just tuning into any politician usually these days. Well, they usually lose some brain cells tuning in, but also usually just full of moral depravity and disgusting unconstitutional ideas. Now, going to the comments section, again, that got 3.6 million views and 16,000 likes. Again, that's this is what they're going to use to go after Conor McGregor for having the audacity of tweeting something. I was saying that he's praying for the people to get better who are injured and that the country needs to do something about these situations. That's, it's, it's no longer a slippery slope theory. It's a slippery slope rule. 
it's one of those instances where every time we talked about this with a lot of topics, including the Second Amendment, a lot of social issues. It's one of those things where the slippery slope is just all too true. It's not even a theory anymore. I would argue it's actually the proven concept by this point. Now, going to the comments section again, got 3.6 million views. The Dank Knight says, quote, Anyone who tries to restrict your freedoms to make others feel safe is your enemy. Thank you for attending my TED Talk, unquote. They got 2.9 thousand likes. Dr. Clown PhD says, quote, George Orwell has an important message for you. It is a picture of George Orwell. I believe it's using AI holding a sign. And it says, I effing told you, unquote. Which is true, which is why perhaps public schools don't teach these books because government doesn't want to know you. The worst, most morally dependent things in history are always done by governments. I mean, every person, I would argue, should read 1984 by George Orwell as well as Animal House by George Orwell. They're not just brilliant novels, but there are a lot of great morals they can read from the books, including the biggest war of all, which is don't trust the government. It's all those instances where everything in those books is happening in real life. Some might argue even worse in real life, given how much power the government now has via technology as well. Now, that got 1.6 thousand likes. Someone by the name of Libercrat TM says, quote, In other words, free speech is dangerous unless liberals control it, unquote. That got 1.7 thousand likes. Stikes Hammer 666 says, quote, Give Ireland back to the Irish and take away, take it away from their political prostitute class, unquote. Okay, 1.6 thousand likes. Planet of Memes says, quote, If you say things like you're restricting free speech for the common good, you're not on the side of the good guys, unquote. Got 1,000 likes. Mad Bomber says, quote, The Irish will have to speak loud and clear on their next election, or they will be silenced forever, unquote, getting 244 likes. Although, who's to say if there's even going to be a next election? I mean, just saying, I want to vote for Bob or someone else, I mean, someone else could be, they could feel threatened by that. And they might restrict your free speech. Oh, no, we're going to label that person as an extremist or a terrorist or whatever pejorative term you want to use that the government has used historically to circumvent a modicum of laws or rights people used to have. Just label them something and all those rights just vanish in a second. <clears throat> the Patriot Act, among other things. Someone by the name of Freddie says, quote, Before communism, the final words of any free nation was, quote, For the better good, unquote. They got 438 likes. Deepus says, quote, Ireland is looking like another 1984 country, unquote, getting 431 likes. Very true. The Appalachian Podcast says, quote, we'd like to restrict her for the common good, unquote, getting 449 likes. Someone by name again, LiberCatTM, said again, says, quote, remember when he warned us? And there's a picture of Trump, and he said, and the text next to Trump is, I told you they were corrupt as hell, believe me now, unquote, getting 523 likes. see here a lot of ai being used to generate pictures of george orwell saying i effing told you so or i was right brit says quote hurting someone's feelings is not a crime unquote getting 110 likes and yes it exactly what that's what will happen once this law is passed or they just signed their pen just made it a law in a new york minute now let's see here kurt schumer says quote people like this no matter what country should never be allowed to have power this is the very definition of tyranny once they're in, it's almost possible to get them out. They'll strip you of your rights and stay in power for, quote-unquote, the common good, unquote, getting 717 likes. Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like overwhelmingly positive responses in regard to people pushing against this draconian 
dystopian nightmare of trying to restrict free speech. I wonder if people will try to vote differently, maybe protest or just leave tyranny and go to somewhere like the United States, where even the United States, a wise man, I believe Ted Nugent once said, the whole world sucks, but the U.S. sucks the less, at least. It's one of the instances where there are many states in the United States that are actually pushing for laws like this, I'll restrict your free speech. I believe Michigan is actually one of the instances where it passed one of their house, I believe it was the house. It passed one part of the government, it's going to be sent over to the other to be approved possibly, in which, yes, it would be a crime to make someone else feel uncomfortable with their speech. And again, the language is so broad, it can mean anything, which is what they want. Which is why you should be very fearful if you care about your rights. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ireland. If maybe Conor McGregor just becomes a full-blown American citizen, or what he does in that regard. But it'll be interesting to see, as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Sweden's Postal Union is sabotaging Tesla by blocking the delivery of license plates. And also feeling into the stereotypes of corrupt, lazy unions doing stuff like this. Where instead of trying to compete them by working harder, being intelligent, they're just going to merely sabotage and be lazy. Now this comes to us thanks to The Verge, and this particular article is by Umar Shakir, and they noted that Tesla is suing Swedish postal agency and and wins, and it's the fight against the unions escalate. They know that Tesla is suing the government as the company resists. Let me see here. Uh, the country's postal workers blocked the delivery of license plates in solid in solidarity. But now the transportation agency must deliver. Let's see. I wonder how much they sued it for. Uh, after workers, an hour later. Now, Reuters reported the court is siding with Tesla and that Sweden's transportation agency must get Tesla the license plates within seven days or pay a fine of one million Swedish crowns, which in real money, U.S. dollars, is nine. Well, U.S. is fiat, not money, so it's not that real. But nevertheless, in U.S. currency, is worth $95,000 for that fine. Prior to the ruling, CNBC reported that Tesla called the postal workers' refusal to deliver license plates as, quote-unquote, discriminatory attack and that the Swedish government has a, quote, constitutional obligation to get the plates to the vehicle owners. About 130 workers at the seven Tesla repair shops in Sweden have walked out in the past month, according to their labor's union. If Metal, the largest union for the manufacturer workers in the country, Tesla's refused to negotiate as collective bargaining, probably because they don't want to go to business like the big three, a.k.a. General Motors and, well, Ford didn't go bankrupt. They almost did. But GM and Chrysler went bankrupt in part because of the ridiculous expenses of the unions. Fascinating how the same... Companies that have the biggest unions produce the least reliable products and most expensive products. Interesting fact. Hmm. Let's see here. So it'll be interesting to see. They finally, I'm actually shocked they won in court, given how much government is deciding with our government these years. And usually, little, little uh, unethical relationship between the unions and the public sectors and the governments is usually they'll get the politicians elected, the politicians will give them juicy contracts, and they kind of just circle each other, and the unions will pay to get politicians elected. And it goes more and more and more. So, I, you know, mainly the unions in the United States get paid more and more and more, like the teachers' unions. They just make more and more money every single year, even though their performance is at an all-time low. I believe the ACT scores in the United States are at 32-year low. Math, science, history, all the test scores are at record low, yet teachers make more and more every year. Fascinating. So it'll be interesting to see as Tesla is coming up against these instances more and more. I am a little bit surprised that the country, the Swedish government actually sided with Tesla. It'll be interesting to see how things currently develop, but it looks like in this regard, they kind of dodged a bullet.
or in this case, perhaps a model plaid, pun moderately intended. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek calling out the RNC for having record low funds and record losses under their leadership of Ronald McDaniel. McDaniel, rather. Again, I'm not saying I'm a doctor and this will necessarily fix it, but if you click the subscribe button, it may very well cure my stuttering and speaking ineptitudes. It's not a guarantee. There's very few guarantees in life. However, I'm just saying it's worth a shot. It can't hurt to try. So if you click that subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate it. And who knows, it may very well assist in my speaking improvement. Perhaps. Time shall tell. Now, specifically, Vivek was responding to a tweet by his name of someone by the name of Simon Adama. This person said, quote, So sad, donations to the Republican National Committee hits an eight-year low under the GOP chairman, Ronald McDaniel, report says, unquote. And then Vivek responded to that, and he says, quote, Ronald McDaniel sitting atop the RNC reminds me of a squatter in a rent-controlled apartment. It's time to evict. Fireronout.com. Which, I gotta check this out. It really, oh, that's brilliant. So he registered that domain and set up the website. So if you go to firerana.com, you could actually click yes or no, should this person be fired? And I would guess it also signs you up to be a member of his email campaign. That's somewhat hilarious. But it is fascinating to see, it's almost, I mean, Republicans are supposed to be believers of the free market and results, getting things done, or so they say. Which is why I tend to lean a little bit more libertarian on many issues, not all. But it's one of those instances where she's failed again and again and again and again. And they have record low funds. And it's a leadership issue as well. You see the same instance with a moderately parallel instance with the, with the NRA, the National Rifle Association. It's an instance where many people signed up for that organization because they believe in gun rights. They want to have their freedoms back. They believe in the Second Amendment. And yet... While the NRA does some good safety training for some people, and I recognize there's a good there, they have some charities, nonprofits that they work with to educate children. I understand there's some good the NRA, but they're really not getting a lot of things done when it comes to rights in the Second Amendment. In fact, they actually endorsed Trump's ban on bump stocks, which from a legal perspective is a terrible legal precedent because it redefined the definition of a machine gun. There are many reasons why from a legal and a Second Amendment perspective, that was an abhorrent thing to ever do, even fathom. And the NRA is just known for conceding more and more, giving up inches and giving up miles to losing our rights and playing politics. And that's why many people, including myself, when the NRA calls and asks me, oh, you'd like to donate more or we'd like to increase your membership level, I tell them every single time. Right? And again, I don't have any animus towards the very person doing it. Sometimes they're a contractor or they work in the main, main company. But I always tell them, and I'll kind of like a, I ask them a question I already know the answer to. I ask them, is Wayne LaPierre still the president and CEO at the NRA? Inevitably, they say yes, and then say, I will donate X amount of dollars if you remove him, if you get rid of the NFA, also known as the National Firearms Act. Guest suppressors off the NFA, at the very least, so they are treated as a standard firearm purchase with a 4473 background check, and although I don't believe in the sales tax because it's the Second Amendment, and standard you know purchase. Not a $200 tax stamp to the U.S. Treasury Department, and not the additional BS paperwork. And the NRA just, they're not really getting a lot of those rights done. So that's why a lot of people, you know, including myself, we don't donate to the NRA anymore because of their leadership, because of Wayne LaPierre. And I think there are a lot of parallels with this situation. A lot of people who used to donate to Republican RNC, they long, no longer do. A lot of people, including myself, will donate to the specific nominees they want to vote for or the specific presidential candidate in their um, little fund. They're not donating to the party anymore because the Republican Party, very similar to the RNC, 
They've just had a myriad of ineptitudes and losses under her leadership, especially. And it's almost as if, I don't know if she's woefully inept purposely, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results. And that's exactly what she's doing. And Republicans lose again and again. Republicans were supposed to have a red wave during the midterms. And by every metric, they should have. Statistically speaking, just look at the data in terms of when you have a Republican in the presidency and Republican in the House and Senate majority, usually there's a pushback and the voters go for Democrat because maybe it's an old theory that Americans want balance, but more often than not, whoever's the incumbents with the presidency during the midterm, it usually goes to the other side. Under the Biden administration with this current situation where you have him in the White House and the Senate, they actually, they gain seats in many areas. A statistical anomaly, and that made Democrats look great because statistically speaking, they performed great for the situation. Republicans were supposed to have a red wave. They barely even had a drizzle. Very similar to the off-brand of a super soaker. Everyone wants a real super soaker back in the day, the OG squirt gun. I mean, the red wave was more of a dollar store squirt gun. I'm not saying you're not going to hit anything once in a while, but the odds of hitting your target is so infinitesimally small, it's just darn near hopeless. So I'm not surprised there's an eight-year low because, again, and granted, she hasn't been there for eight years, but I believe she's also the symptom of the greater issue of them just losing more and more again, and they just concede on everything. If you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. And I think you've seen a lot of these issues where Republicans, they stop pursuing certain topics because they don't think it's a winning, quote-unquote, a winning topic. And I think those topics can be winning if you actually stick to your guns, but they just keep conceding and losing time and time again. So again, if they're, I'm going to say, great, thankfully, I don't think they've called me in quite some, or ever, actually, now I think about it, but if the RNC were to call me and say, oh, you want to donate? Like, first of all, actually, I would ask them why. What, what, what have you done for me? Under Trump's leadership, you did get, you know, some tax cuts, they helped small businesses. I appreciate that, but I mean, what's your long-term vision? What have you really done for the Second Amendment that you, you claim you so probably wanted to defend? And at the end of the day, there's very little compelling reason that at the end of the day, they almost, almost like a theory of controlled resistance or alter, I forget the actual nuanced term for an instance where you, the, you think you have two choices, but you really only have one is like a default. Controlled resistance, I believe, is the actual term I was looking for. But it's an instance where, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of the value add, quote unquote, of voting for Republican or donating to them is they're not Democrats, which I, don't know, I think you could also argue in many ways they are. There's an old adage that Democrats are running off a cliff, Republicans are just walking there. Which is why my three cents. I, I wish there were more libertarian candidates. I, think, I wish there were more people trying to focus on the issues that truly want to help Americans. But that's just my three cents or a little tangent right there. So, I think this is proof that she's also showed particular animus towards Vivek. She specifically said he's not getting a dime of our money, which goes against her fiduciary responsibility. Or even any modicum of intelligence would say, if you're leading the RNC, if he gets the nominee, you should be giving him money. That's part of your goal and part of your existence, your purpose is to fund this person to have them win the election. So let's see, maybe, am I alone in these thoughts? I suspect not, but let's dive into the comments and find out. So again, that got 786,000 views and 21,000 likes from Vivek's. Now going one of the first comments comes from Marcus Petir. She says, quote, notice Vivek is the only candidate calling for Rana to resign. Crickets from everyone else. If you want real change, vote Vivek in the primary, unquote. That got 136 likes. Brian Fry says, quote, this perfectly said Vivek, the Republican Party deserves so much more than Rana as chair. It's long past for a change. I'm quoting 61 likes. DB says, quote, what is this person good for? Exactly. Unquote, getting 57 likes. 
That's a fair question. I have no idea how Ronald McDonald is justifying her salary or any modicum of... If she makes more than two cents, it's probably too... She's probably being overpaid. Because, again, show me the results. Give, give me a little list of your achievements as leading the RNC. It's, it'd be a very brief conversation. A very small cocktail napkin could summarize them. Or not, I think about perhaps a... What is a three-inch by two-inch post-it note? They're quite small. Going on to the comments, you have Proud Patriot saying, quote, Can someone please serve her the eviction notice? Unquote, getting 65 likes. Let's see here. Robert J. Salvador says, quote, unquote, Okay, now do Trump, unquote. And it is a picture where it says Republicans reelect Trump backed McDaniel as party chairperson. Well, realistically, he's called chairman, but nevertheless, yeah, I've never heard that before. Have you? Chairperson? Okay, maybe it's a new. I guess it's a new term. Oh, kind of like the good for the old the old saying for the good of mankind. I think a lot of people would interpret it as that being all inclusive, but nevertheless, I was gonna say if they're gonna redefine all these words, why don't they just say chairwoman? But nevertheless, that aside, that got thirteen likes, and that does bring a good point up. In not, not the terminology, the verbiage, but that's, I suspect, a reason why she hasn't been booted yet, because Trump approved of her. And Trump has a lot of influence on the Republican Party, and he has a lot of support. I mean, by every metric, he is winning by miles to the Republican nominee. I mean, it's over 30 points ahead of DeSantis in most of these polls. I mean, he's pretty darn far ahead. Let's see here. So you got one contrarian statement. James Lynette says, quote, she's the ultimate example of leveraging your name to get to places you have no business being, unquote, getting 26 likes. Let's see here. And again, just time and time again, it's just overwhelming support for Vivek. And that is another interesting point someone brought up is, why aren't any of the other Republican primary candidates calling her out for her myriad of ineptitudes? I mean, she's hurting the whole party. Is it because they're so worried about Trump de factoing, maybe going after them? I don't think that's the case because, again, Vivek has been very positive towards his representation and his relationship with Trump. He's never directly criticizing or attacking Trump or pejoratively speaking of him. But Vivek is calling out Ronald McDaniel. So, again, it'll be interesting. Will it just take Trump speaking out against her to show people in the party that they don't need to be afraid of her or any repercussions that come from criticizing her? Because again, there's a lot of material to work with. I mean, she's losing left and right. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, how long can she stick to her power? I mean, it's, I mean, I, I can't think of a justification of why she should have that job. I mean, they just aren't winning. But it'll be interesting to see, as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Amazon hitting antitrust walls against the European Union via their purchase of Roomba. Now, this is after they paid $1.4 billion for iRobot, and it looks like the EU government has started scrutinizing this, acqu acquisition, um, this uh, acquisition a little bit. Again, I'm not a doctor, but if you click subscribe, it could help with my speaking ineptitudes. Perhaps. I'm just saying it's worth a shot. Now, it looks like Amazon, this comes to us thanks to Yahoo Finance. They say that Amazon's $1.4 billion deal for Roomba, the maker of the iRobot, Risk being derailed unless it fixes a list of competition concerns highlighted by the European Union's antitrust arm. 
Now, it looks like this caused shares of iRobot to fall about 17% earlier this week on Monday, the biggest drop in almost three years. The stock had soared last week or prior to Rear's report suggesting the deal would be cleared unconditionally. In its warning, the European Commission said Amazon could de demote other robot vacuum cleaners on its platform and promote its own products, such labels as Amazon's Choice or working with Alexa. The commission also said Amazon may find it, quote, unquote, economically profitable, quote, to shut out rivals. Let's see here. Let's see. I'm talking about why the upsides of, competition, or upsides of what it should be in. And again, from Amazon's perspective, there's a lot. I'm actually, oh, there's a myriad of reasons why it's a good acquisition. There's a lot of data those little robots collect, which is why I don't trust them. Is well, oh, they also have cameras on them, and it's actually happened where there's been taking pictures inappropriately and leaking on the internet, which again, don't trust technology because anything that's electronic could be hacked. The only thing that can't be hacked that I, I mean, one thing that's unhackable that I own, it's a typewriter. Granted, it's from 1938, it's a Royale KMM, and it's not connected to the internet. But all seriousness, as well as instances where those little Roombas, those machines, they collect a lot of valuable data, including your home size, your home layout, all of a sudden, they have the blueprint for your house. I mean, that's very valuable data. All of a sudden, they could suggest, hey, Bobby or Sean or whoever, this couch would, actually, this couch we guarantee would fit perfectly in your living room. And they could put that as a suggested buy in your Amazon profile or while you're browsing Amazon. There's a lot of valuable data. There's a lot of great insights they can get to you. I mean, they even know your frequency of being clean. They could sell you cleaning materials. There's a lot of data gathering there. And in addition to just being a profitable product off the bat by selling the initial product and all the accessories like the filters and all the other things you have to do to maintain the actual solution, or in this case, the solution being the little iRobot. Now, it'll be interesting to see if they actually approve this. Europe has been a lot more strict when it comes to acquisitions. Now, in terms of the business blunder, I would almost argue that business blunder is also, why didn't just start to develop more in-house? Because it's one of those things where it's, a little bit more, I would argue, a little bit easier to expand your company, although it's not as quick, by just developing it in-house. Because when you're going out and you're buying all these companies, that's where a lot of these red flags come up. That's where the antitrust, all these concerns are coming up. And I get it. The iRobot is a huge brand. It's a great logo. And a lot of people already know and trust the brand. And that being said, Amazon has darn near unlimited resources these days. Why not just make their own? They do this with the Amazon Choices or with a lot of the things, that, the Amazon Basics where they have, where they have their own white label branded batteries and a lot of the staples that you need in your home. They already have their own. And people know and trust Amazon enough. I believe they were actually just to make their own little robot, Zumba, whatever they call little things. The adoption rate, the purchase rate would probably be not identical to the already proven brand of the iRobot, but it would be pretty solid to say the least. I would suspect the ROI would definitely be there. So it'd be interesting to see, but again, as the European Union is starting to scrutinize these acquisitions more and more, it's causing a lot, again, you just saw here, it's caused the stock to drop for that particular iRobot company. And there's so much uncertainty. Having all that in the news isn't great for Amazon, doesn't make them look good. So it'll be interesting to see if the deal actually goes through, but all these robot bumps and my three cents, the fact they didn't actually develop it in-house. I mean, those robot, the road bumps for the Roombas, it, and the fact that it might not go through, that's gotta be the business blunder of the day. Thank you again for everyone taking the time to do it today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. 
Also, leaving a comment is a great way to help me learn and how things that I could be improved better, including my speaking ineptitudes, which I'm slowly but surely increasing on and getting better at. Some might say it's because of my theory of when you click the subscribe button, it helps with that. I'm not a doctor, but just saying, it's worth trying out. Also, and lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.